Hello, and thank you for joining me for the future podcast. I, Aubrey, am going to be your host, and today I will be giving you a glimpse into the far and not so far future. Where in the future as a species will humans be? Will we remain as we are or will we adapt and evolve? Will natural be a thing of the past? Today's two topics will be on just that, our possible future. Designer babies, where babies' genetic codes are edited for various advantages. Transhumanism, the philosophy of wanting to go beyond the human form. The topic today may come off as inhumane to some people. So if you find tampering with humans and babies to be an unsettling topic, by all means, go ahead and tune out. For those who have stayed, let us get this podcast started. Designer babies. Now this is something you might have heard about before, seeing as it has kind of blown up, especially with the involvement of CRISPR, or more specifically, CRISPR-Cas9. I will just say CRISPR for short. But more on that in a bit. A quick history lesson first. Now, genetically modifying organisms is not a foreign topic. Humans have been doing this for a while now. In the 1960s, plants were experimented on with radiation causing random genetic mutations. The objective was to get a plant variation that performed better than the natural one. The 1970s saw to injecting small types of genetic code, these being DNA and RNA, etc. These studies led to the first genetically modified animal in 1947, that being a mouse. In 1994, the flavor saver tomato was the first genetically modified food that was released for sale. The tomato was given an extra gene that suppressed the natural rotting that would occur, giving it a longer life. Also in the 1990s occurred a method to treat maternal infertility, where babies were made with genetic information from three humans. Short little history lesson over. It's thanks to engineered life to produce certain chemicals like insulin without using animals. Now to CRISPR. Well, what is CRISPR and Cas9? Well, to keep it simple, CRISPR is a DNA archive for bacteria and viruses. Cas9 is a protein that searches through every bit of DNA in said archive. When it finds a match, it is able to cut out the bad DNA. Why is this so important? Well, CRISPR is programmable. This gives scientists the ability to use it to find certain sequences and remove a gene that is deemed undesirable, leading us to designer babies. That means to create a designer baby already exists. In fact, in 2018, a Chinese biomedical researcher, Yi Jianque, claimed that two genetically modified baby girls have been produced, their names Lulu and Nana, and they had immunity to HIV. In a video, he states gene surgery is and should remain a technology for healing, enhancing IQ, or selecting hair or eye color is not what a loving parent does. That should be banned. The consensus in the science community was up until then that it was okay to experiment on an embryo, but at this point should not use said edited embryo to create a child. Later, he and a couple other scientists were given jail time and fined. Alright, scripted stuff out of the way. Let's just have a discussion with this, because how much money do you think this would be able to produce? Gene editing, that is. It's kind of unfathomable, because 
you're giving people the ability to say, oh, uh, HIV, no, you don't need to worry about that. Oh, AIDS, no, you don't need to worry about that either. Um, what really is interesting is the morals and ethics behind it. Because, you know, he states that, oh, you should not be using it to edit things that you just don't like, right? It should be used for health reasons and such forth. Um, but, you know, for a fact, people are still going to get on that train. Like, yeah, you know, I really do want my child to be blonde or some stupid nonsense. But my, my favorite thing is if what if this actually does become a part of society and people just edit their babies like no tomorrow and they start saying oh um you know i i want my you know child to be an engineer so they make them extremely smart you know what happens if this actually does become a part of society well what i think would happen would there be a massive cultural divide you know in systems because it, it's going to be expensive i mean no doubt it's going to be expensive so you'll have you know people that are really wealthy editing their kids to do better while the ki people at the bottom or let's say kids in school are getting outperformed by these people who have been edited so in reality the people at the bottom will never be able to catch up that's what i think is really funny with this whole thing i mean if you can get past the morals and the ethics of it all which you know in today's day and age i don't see happening sadly even though it could be used to save your life at the end of the day oh yeah and what if these you know genetically modified humans were to pass down their genes you know have a child those genetically modified genes would get mixed into the whole gene pool so in the end over time no one will technically be natural because they'll all have these you know parts or these genes that have been edited inside them now 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 i can't see the future i'm not going to say oh this is what's going to happen and this is how it's going to affect you in the future but as much as i'd love for this to become common practice it's considered too inhumane which is pretty ironic because if you found that your child had a chronic illness wouldn't you want it to be removed i mean just food for thought but that, that my opinion is that it should be allowed that you can edit a genetic sequence to save a child, maybe even prolong its life. But regardless of your personal stance on genetic engineering, if it's inhumane or humane, were it to become a reality, it would definitely affect you. Transhumanism defined as a philosophical movement that advocates for the transformation of the human condition. By developing and making it widely available, sophisticated technology is able to greatly modify or enhance human intellect and physiology. It is a term that is very flexible to the point where if you have a single prosthetic leg, you can be considered transhuman. So I'm going to talk about the transhumanism topics that are life-altering, like your whole bottom half of your body is now completely robotic cool cool what makes this such an enticing topic is because we are drawing so close to an example of transhumanism that example being cybernetics that form of transhumanism could come from elon musk's company Neuralink. they are one of the first companies that made steps to cybernetics and has plans to develop that tech eventually 
they are starting out creating chips that are able to be planted in the brain that would carry electronic signals to regions of a patient's brain that would have been shut down. That would allow the restoration of human body functions in an individual. The next step from there is to not only restore human function, but to enhance it. And that is exactly what Neuralink has planned for the future. Eventually, they hope to combat the threat of AI by linking a human brain to AI to enhance the function of the human mind. By this point, would be considered cybernetics. And thus, one example of transhumanism could find its way into our society. Just as humanity has been devoted to its own growth over history, humanity could see itself push the boundaries on its own limitations. So a future where we are constantly trying to improve ourselves through cybernetics and where they become a social norm would be a future where humanity embraces transhumanism. Transhumanism is also the possibility of slowing down or even stopping aging. One way of achieving this is through gene therapy. It is similar to genetic modification. You know, cut out the certain gene code, stuff we have already gone over. SENS, Strategies for Engineered Negligible Senescence, is a research program that contains various prescriptions for the use of gene therapy. In a couple decades or so, progress in anti-aging therapies will improve to the point where gaining more than an extra year of lifespan per year, eventually creating indefinite lifespans. Now, for the extreme version of transhumanism abandoning humanity, be that putting our brain in a robotic body or having our brain uploaded to a computer, thus no longer having a physical presence. With mind uploading, transferring it to a different medium, with the other being replaces aspects of the human body with our own technology. So it is likely that many humans will upgrade and become part machines themselves. This means that many ordinary humans are left behind as a result. Alright, information and description, everything you need to know about it so far, out of the way. Now let's get on to the nonsensical rambling. Transhumanism and genetic modification are quite similar. I mean, almost you could put them in the same category if you wanted to, but I think transhumanism is, is a lot more extreme. I mean, you're going from, you know, still being a human, at, although you were a bit edited, you're still human, you still look like a human, you still talk like a human, you still think like a human to I am now a hunk of metal or I am now code in some kind of computer. The future of living forever, oh, oh boy, oh, oh, so much fun, man. Is it really that much fun? I mean, they toy like, oh yeah, you want to be immortal, right? Who do you think I am, dude? Like, I legitimately want to know if people actually want to become immortal because I think it would be very fucking boring, especially, you know, being on planet Earth where you know, in maybe 40 years we're going to be fighting over a bottle of water. I don't see if it does become an option. I don't see them loading a gun and putting it to my head and be like, you become immortal now. I, I don't see that being the situation. So like if you don't want to live forever me being one of those people god i think about suicide every day um don't don't become immortal basically i mean i guess if you were to upload your consciousness into a computer you would become immortal but 
Jesus Christ that is so complicated and there's so many other stuff that goes into that that I could be here for two hours talking constantly and it would just go absolutely nowhere and probably over everyone's head including my own. Let, let's reel it back a bit, alright? So, if you could be enhanced, would you have any problem with it? I mean, personally for me, depending on the situation, I would say yes, you know, like if it was life-threatening or something like that, or, you know, I lose mobility on my legs. But if it were to come up to me and be like, hey, you want to throw away your humanity and become just an immortal machine? The time being, I'd probably have to decline, but I know many people might say yes. I know friends who would say yes. I know people that maybe had birth defects would agree to this because, you know, it would give them a chance at a normal life. Well, that is all fine and dandy for the people who want to do it. Is it plausible? Well, transhumanism will lead to the death of natural humans, for a fact. We are already making strides to this kind of technology in the form of cybernetics and prosthetics. In time, humanity may choose to expand beyond the limitations of flesh. Alright, that ends this podcast on the future of the human species. Whether that be through editing our human being, leaving humanity behind to become something more, or none of the above, where will we be in the future? For those who stayed to the very end, I hope you enjoyed the topics, and I'm going to end it off with a quote that fits perfectly with today's topics. From the moment I understood the weakness of my flesh, it disgusted me. I craved the strength and certainty of steel. I aspired to the purity of the blessed machine. Your kind cling to your flesh as if it will not decay and fail you. One day the crude biomass you call a temple will wither, and you'll beg my kind to save you. But I am already saved, for the machine is immortal. Well, that is going to wrap it up for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the topics I brought to the mic today. I would also love to hear your thoughts and opinions on the matters, too. The future's ambiguous, which makes talking about these topics so fun and intriguing. They could become a reality, but are we as humans able to take these next steps to discard our present ideologies and adopt new ones to ensure a better future? I am uncertain. I am Aubrey. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Future Podcast, and I hope you can come back and join me in the near future.